What's up, everybody? It's Shane again. I'm here with another day for the podcast, number two. I'm really excited today. I'm going to talk about the deployment I went on last year and what it, how it affected me. And to start off, I liked it. I thought it was the greatest thing. I had been working up towards it for about a year and a half for my whole career to get to this point so I could see the world. It's one of the big reasons I joined the military, to see the world. And while I got on deployment, um, we started off in Spain. We ended up flying to Spain from where we're at now and staying there for two weeks. It was a great time. We had all the uh, Spanish food, staying in town and everything. I thought it was great. But everything started to change when we actually got onto the boat. That's when the actual deployment actually started. Everything started to go south. I immediately lost respect for everyone. We had been out on the boat on preparation runs a few times before. People were always throwing trash off the boat into the ocean. The chow hall had a trash compactor, but for most of the deployment and at night, it didn't work. So they would just throw everything off the boat. I thought this was crazy and disgusting. That's when the reasons I didn't like the boat. We also had an area where people could go smoking because in the military, most people smoke. It's, it's goes, I I guess it goes with being in the military. I don't know. I don't smoke. I think it's disgusting. But even though they had the little things in, you know, the little things where you could put your cigarette into, your cigarette butt into when you're done, they had those out there. Everyone would end up throwing the cigarette butts out into the ocean anyways. So that was two big reasons why I hated hated deployment. People were just absolutely negligent to trash. But back to uh, what I was actually doing on deployment. I was doing my actual job. My main job was taking care of every, all the pilot's gear. And... All the pilots seemed to like me, you know, I worked hard, but it didn't last long in my little work area because I wasn't the only person that worked on flight gear. There was about eight or nine of us. Everyone else in my work area that was in charge of it, I didn't get along with them. So they threw me in the chow hall. (laughs) I think this was one of the biggest shots to me at this point in deployment, though, even without the trash. It was a personable personal attack on me with most cases they throw one of the lower rank guys that haven't been in the military as long you to the chow hall because they have less things that they are in charge of but i noticed that they were playing favorites on the boat they were trying to get this other guy that had been in for less time to get to my rank they, they really loved him. I, I don't know what it was. It was weird. So they threw me there instead. It turned out to be one of the many blessings on the deployment, though. I ended up lagging the chow hall a lot because I was away from all the people that I didn't like, and I only worked four hours during the night. And the rest of the time, I had to focus on myself by going to the gym and just recuperating who I was.
During that time, though, while I was in the chow hall, they ended up setting up a detachment to go off the boat to get away and enjoy a little bit of time away from everything. I missed the chance because of it, but it didn't matter because I finally had the chance to focus on myself and be away from people I didn't like. They were gone. Uh, well, I was at the chow hall for a month, and at the end of that month, I was scheduled to go back to my work area and focus on my job. But before I even had a chance to get back to my work center, the day had end the month had ended, and I had heard nothing from my work area. No one has been had been communicating with me or anything. They had chosen to let leave me there at the chow hall for another month longer. It was a shot and shot directly at me again. I, I felt like I'd I was a piece of meat and no one really cared about what I was there for. But uh I waited out another two weeks in the chow hall area until finally they came back and told me that we were porting in Jordan. Well, at that point, I kind of was excited because I wasn't at my work area, and at my work area, I'd been working a lot more than four hours, and I wouldn't have had the chance to get off the boat when I did. So I had the chance to go check out Jordan, even if it was just the pier whenever I wanted. We got to go swimming in, in the sea right off the boat, and... <laughs> It's kind of funny to look back at it now because in on those giant boats, that's where all of the sewage is thrown out while we're um, floating in the ocean. And on top of that, while we were swimming, you could see little jellyfish floating around us. <laughs> it, was, it was just death everywhere. It was crazy. But um, it was a fun time, and I was glad that I, I didn't have to deal with all the people once I got back on the boat in my work area. So after about, I think it was, I think it was a month, I finally got back to my work center. A little bit had changed. I had a fire in me that wanted to get back and work on the, everything that I was supposed to be doing. This lasted for about two weeks. <laughs> Funny, I know, because I finally came back to my senses. This isn't what I wanted to do, and the people around me are ter were terrible. I didn't like them. I didn't like what I was doing because I didn't see the significance in it, and the people around me were just, they were just terrible people. They, they didn't want to see you grow as a person. It's so that lasted for another full month. And then finally, we got word again that we were going to be getting off the boat again. We were getting detached back to the place in Africa that I had missed the first time while I was on the chow hall. And only two of us were going. We stayed there for two weeks. We were supposed to stay there for two weeks. And intense with everybody in there which I thought was awesome I was so stoked to finally get off the boat the place we were staying in was huge the base 
they had just opened up a brand new two-story gym where I could work out and they had a store like they did back in the States where I could go buy regular snacks and protein and clothes and I ended up getting my first pair of Ray-Bans there. <laughs> That's another funny story I'll have to uh, bring up later if you guys want to hear it. They were on discount and tax-free because we were out in the middle of nowhere. But back to the story. On this base that we were at for the first two weeks, we were blessed with an amazing chow hall. It was nothing like the boat where they were giving us packaged little McMuffins and stuff like that. They were actually feeding us real food. I remember the first day I walked in there, the people that had got off before me uh, while I was thrown on the chow hall were talking about how they were also making omelets right in front of you. They had everything from croissants and other bread products, a huge assortment of choice of fruits and vegetables, and fridges full of drinks that you could only imagine. <laughs> I, for the first few weeks, I drank soy milk. The only thing I drank was soy milk. And my wife ended up telling me that um, it's not the real healthiest thing for guys to drink. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's something to do with like the hormones and soy milk and whatnot. So I ended up stopped drinking that. Funny story. But uh, after about those two weeks, we... Went back on the boat, and it only lasted a week or so, I think. We had, I can't remember where we went. I think we ended up going to Dubai for four days, and that's another amazing story I'll have to tell you about. Everything was amazing. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have to say it, talk about that. But um, we were out there for about four days, and then we came back, uh... I rode it out in on the trip on the boat because we weren't really focusing on anything, just, just getting to Dubai and relaxing. I just rode it out. I kept my head down and ignored the people that I worked with, and I didn't. Tr I just tried not losing my mind with all these disrespectful people. And I focused on the goal ahead, which was getting back off the boat. I ended up getting through that situation and finally offloading back where we were at. I was so excited. We flew in on our giant helicopters. We call them CH-53s. And they're loud, obnoxious, and there's oil everywhere in the inside. Like, my camis and all my gear was soaked in hydraulic fluid and oil when I got off. And I still have to wash it off because it's not coming off. It's a long 45-minute flight over the Gulf of Adan, I think it's called. And um, the sound was just terrible. And the height we were at was popping our eardrums. It was, it was painful. It was nothing like you'd imagine because we were definitely not as high up as you are in a giant commercial plane. But they're not pressure sensitive. And... We landed. It was really cool. We landed in the desert, and a big old dust cloud formed because where where we were landing, it, it was is we were in the desert, and you couldn't see anything. Everybody that was down on the ground waiting for us was getting pelted in a dust cloud. It was hilarious. We were in the desert again. 
So I th- my room was about 500 feet from where we landed and I got to my I got there and we were designated these little containers. These rooms were our containers. And uh we we could purchase Wi-Fi for with them and we had one other person that was supposed to be sharing the room with us. I ended up getting stuck with two. They both were friends for the longest time too, but now one of them was a little bit higher up in the food chain, so he didn't want to be in there with us. And uh, so he wanted to get out of there. And they had been going through a feud. I don't know. They're they're acting like a married couple. (laughs) Same reason I wanted to get off deployment really is the reason why he left. He didn't like the other guy. So at this point, I was working night crew by a mile and a half from where I was sleeping in the container. Most of the time, we weren't even flying at night, so I was able to go home and hang out in my room. It was a tiny, it was tiny, and my other roommate that ended up staying in there <laughs> snored a lot. But it was nice to relax. I'd, I'd talk to my wife and check my stuff on the stock market and scroll through Facebook for a quick, few quick seconds. It was everything except for being home. We had the internet to talk to everybody and it, it definitely helped out a lot being off the boat. Everything that I had invested in was doing pretty well at the time and it was take, but I was also getting kind of greedy and I didn't really know what I was doing with investments. I had been doing it for a year. I kind of had the idea of it, but since I was off the boat, I all my patience had gone away. Like I just I just wanted to make money, you know? So, the thing that I loved about it was the idea that I um that I could learn about all everything in investments still now that I had internet. And also, I could learn about what I was actually going on in the world through all these businesses that I had invested in. One of them was Intel. At the time, the gaming industry was expanding, and people were realizing that eSport was a thing that was here to stay. I'm a huge nerd on the side. Like I, I Before I got married, that's all I did. I'd play video games. That's another thing, if you ever get to know a Marine, most of them are nerds. They either lift or play video games. <laughs> and uh, I, so I, I love video games and everything, so I invested in Intel. They are pretty expensive, more expensive than usual, but uh, so were the chips. And the chips was the part that I was really concerned about. So I was looking into... Um, all the information that they post on the stock market about Intel and why they were actually becoming so expensive. Well, come to find out, the answer was Bitcoin. It was a big thing I heard about when I was in Dubai as well. And I had watched it back in May when I was there. It shot up from $300 to 1000 within a month. Well, that hooked me. I knew that this was a chance of a lifetime to build some wealth and I discussed it with my wife to invest in it. 
It was confusing and new, and I really didn't understand why as a digital currency, which is something that he, it, it's a really complicated subject, why I couldn't invest in it anywhere in the world. It just makes sense, right? Well, the platform I was using weren't allowing me to do it in Africa. It had something to do with IP addresses or something. It wasn't the the apps that I were using weren't compatible with Africa because Africa isn't a I don't know. It's weird, but I found a way to work around it and had my wife help me. My first investment of Bitcoin ended up being for twenty five hundred dollars into a third party company. Yeah, yeah, that one hit me home, and it's a long story. Because some of that was ended up ended up being my wife's, and I ended up losing it all. Money that she had made from working her butt off for three years, slaving away as a nanny. I felt terrible, and I still do today. Like it, I'm trying to do whatever I can to re replenish whatever I lost from that. Like. I want to give back to her because she's done everything to support me and everything I've done. And I, I realized it was a terrible, terrible loss that I could, I, that I didn't realize that I couldn't recover from until the next year. Like, I didn't know that I wouldn't get that money back. But anyways, away from that dark little story... I was flying high in the moment because we were finally off the boat and we were going to be there a while. I had a room partially of my own. We had working showers, which we didn't on the boat, funny enough. Most of the um, area that we were, the uh, like bathroom area, was always getting flooded. Not flooded with just water either. It was crap. <laughs> like the toilets kept on spewing up and flooding everything it was disgusting but we had also had a gym two-story gym that had just opened on that base a store where i got my ray-bans and wi-fi i had everything i needed other than the fact that i wasn't home and to top it all off they sent me to a required course for three weeks a course where i would learn how to be a better leader it was required for everyone at this time in their career to teach them how to be a better leader and understand where they came from in the Marine Corps, their history. So on top of it, having even more time to relax from being off the boat now, I had the luxury to even have even more time off to focus on myself. <laughs> it was awesome. Everything's going awesome. The co courses were during the day though, so... After five, so after the five months that I had on, been on deployment, I was on night crew. I, I, I worked all night and slept during the day. And now it was a bit different. I was going to this course during the day, all throughout the day, but I got used to it. Felt better to see the sunlight and wear my new Ray-Bans. I looked like GQ. I was cool. I was seeing everything in high definition at this point, literally. <laughs> After my classes, I'd head back to my room, study for a bit, talk to my wife, and scroll around the internet looking for info in between. That's when I found a post. My cousin had liked this post, and it, it was interesting. Um, it, it was telling me how I could finally be financially free. 
So I clicked on it. I was bored. It took me to a page where interest introduced the guy that was in charge of the ad, and he had created a course for becoming financially free. He ended up losing a ton of money too, so I related to the guy. Like he he invested in the stock market, he went to college, all that stuff. And I thought, wow, this is amazing, and I couldn't believe that there was another way to actually build wealth without investing into companies in the stock market, building a company like a brick and mortar yourself, like having a little store, you know, out on town, or going to school and investing into your education. He'd swung a giant door wide open for me to invest in myself and my future without going back to school. I became hooked on this idea of making money, this course, and I studied it every single day. Now, since I since we got off the boat, I only had I we were only supposed to be off for two weeks, so I didn't want to get too excited, so I left my computer on the boat whoops I didn't really have anything to um, teach myself except for my phone so I ended up borrowing my roommate's computer most of the time because um, so I ended up doing that and learning a little bit about this course and after a while, I wondered, how is he building this course? How is he building this course? This is amazing. And what I ended up finding out is he had, was using this product called ClickFunnels to build little courses and membership sites to teach people about things for life, like being financially free. And that's the end-all game for me. I ended up looking it up, finding out all these things, and come to find out this company is worth over $100 million now from just over a year ago. <laughs> he He's making a ton of money, and ClickFunnels is, is a new thing, and you can find it for like six months for free or whatever and uh, online, but I thought it was the coolest thing, but... Really, that that's my story for today, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Let me know if you have any questions or you want to know a little bit more funny stuff about my Ray-Bans or about how uh, I ended up fixing my wife's... I, I don't know. Shit. So in this course and everything, he... There's this guy that had lost some money and built this this membership site. The funny thing is, when I look back at it now, the introduction that he gave me was relatable to me. He went on to say that he looked exactly like me in a few years ago and how I look and how how I'm living right now. And he was running around trying to figure out what to do with his life. He was all over the place and wasn't making it. And all he did was build this membership site. So I went on to 
do the same thing he did. I went into the internet, built a membership site, created some courses, and taught some people about what I had learned. Just about for 40 minutes a day. That's what I did. And now, I don't even recognize my life. I learned so much, it's crazy. But that's it. And... The course I ended up using, or the software I ended up using, was called ClickFunnels. And 